You know it's gonna be hot. It's gonna be Welcome hot. to the Bridge the Gap podcast with your host, Dr. Don and Khalif, a hip hop influenced father and son duo. Bridging the Gap, one conversation at a time. Yo, what's good, 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 good people? Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to the Bridge the Gap podcast. I am your co host, Dr. Don, and who you be? Y'all already know it's your boy Leaf. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 man. So, um, as always, as we began, you know what I'm saying, I asked the question, what's been going on, man? Uh, not, not a lot, man. You know, school stuff, obviously. Um, you know, I just came back from Rolling Loud this past weekend, but we'll get into that a little later. But, yeah, just been chilling, man. Uh, oh, uh, Fantasy. I got to win by one point. I didn't think I was gonna be able to pull it out. But what's your what's your record? I'm five and three, but mm-hmm. I I, re- I really could be like seven and one or eight and zero. Oh, but anybody gets injuries. in that, bro. No, it's injuries, dude. Freaking McCaffrey, uh, Russell Wilson. Freaking my tight end got like COVID or something. Yeah, man. I'm 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 five and three. I'm five and three. I, I, I'll take it. I'll take it, you know. But, yo, interesting thing, though. I got a dope Kansas City Chiefs, Chiefs story. So when we were in Syracuse, I used to work with this group called Building Men. And mm-hmm. you know, they, they were in the Syracuse City School District. Middle school. I mainly worked with the middle school, but they had moved it over into um, the high school. And I forgot the name of that high school. I don't know. H.W. Smith. Am I making that up? But so it was a high school version of Build the Men. And so there were these students who I worked with. And this was like one of the first mini documentaries that I tried to do. And it was on peer pressure. And so one of the students was Derek Gore. Right. And so Derek Gore, I guess he was a football player. I didn't know, you know, if he was good or not. I never really watched him play because that wasn't the relationship that we had in that program. And so talking with him and interviewing him about peer pressure drug use and specifically around high school students you know he talked about you know the pressure but doing whatever the right thing being an athlete and so I was like oh damn this boy this this kid is sharp a couple of months ago he friends me on Facebook and I'm like all right Derek 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 who's Derek and I looked at the picture I was like oh I remember this dude and so he got signed to the Kansas City Chiefs you know their, their practice squad but you know he was grinding and grinding and grinding and so he made it to the regular roster. And so I was, I just happened to be watching the game. Like I this ordered, is recently? <laughs> yeah, or? this week. Uh-oh. Like, so I ordered the jersey. The jersey came in. You know, I put the, had the jersey ready to wear. And I'm watching. And he, he, so he got his first touchdown on Monday Night Football. Mm. I was like, yo, that's crazy, man. So shout out to Derek Gore. Um, it's, it's always dope to see people, you know, realizing their dreams or whatever. So hopefully, you know, he, he stays healthy and keeps grinding out there. But. That joint is crazy. Like, if you've always dreamed of being in the NFL and you score your first touchdown on Monday Night Football, that's that's kind of bananas. Yeah, you know man. I mean? So that's what's up, man. Shout out to um, Derek Gore. One more. So, all right, I got to get this shoe real quick. Always with the extras, man. Always with all right, the extras. People, I had to get up and go get the shoe, right? So y'all can't, y'all can't see it. So another student. Salehi Bembury, Syracuse University, designed these hiking shoes from New Balance. 
the interesting thing at the back of it, it has a safety whistle. You know, you are out there hiking, whatever. You get injured. You got to let people know where you are. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, shout out to Salehi <laughs> with the New Balance collaboration. And shout out to Salehi. He working with your boy, man. He working with your yeah. boy. Who, what, what's, LeBron. What, what's what's LeBron. the name of the company again? Uninterrupted. Uninterrupted. And so what's Salehi's role with Uninterrupted? He's like the, the their marketing. No, he's their the designer something or something, right? Creative something, I think. Yeah, man. So that but I mean yeah. that's that's dope. I'm like, dang, another person, you know, just living their dreams. That's what's up, man. Especially if you've seen them when they were like younger, you know, trying to figure it out and you know had their hopes and dreams and aspirations, and they and they live it. But that's what's up, man. Yeah, creative director. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's a dope collaboration. You know what I mean? Shout out to the Orange Nation. That's what we do. Um, but yeah, man, so Versus, right? I know we a little bit late talking about Versus, but it, it kind of set in and settled in, you know. It, it, it was a lot for me, man. It was a lot yeah. for me. My, my yeah. voice my yeah. voice was a little bit iffy the next day. You know, we talking about the Versus battle between KRS-One and, you know, my favorite rapper, Big Daddy Kane. Um it, we were there in person. Yeah, man. Masked up. Um, first and foremost, we paid $15 for two bottles of water, man. Yeah, yeah. I did not expect I, that I, price. I, I don't know why. Uh. I didn't expect that price. I was like, all right, let me get two of those bottled waters, whatever. He's like, all right, that's $15. I'm, and, and matter of fact, I don't even think it was 15 even. I think it was like fifteen fifty, or something crazy. Yeah. But anyway, so for you, what was that like? being at the versus event like i'm not even gonna like toss on like all of the other stuff like with people what was it like just to be at the versus spot i mean first walking in i was like man this is old head universe <laughs> really <laughs> yeah it was like what year did i just walk into you know really but really but yeah it was it was crazy um I saw uh, more young people than I expected. I saw a couple people probably in this uh, same situation, you know, their son and father. But um, yeah, it was it was it was uh, entertaining, you know, just to be at a versus, uh, seeing how it goes in person, and then, you know, I I, I know a good amount of Big Daddy Kane records just because of you, and I I knew that's a couple. A, that's of important, the, man. That's important. Yeah. I, I, I knew a, a couple of the KRS ones uh, songs, but it was it was it was uh, good, you know, seeing seeing them like performing live vocals, you know, doing the whole thing, freestyling the DJs, you know, um, K Capri, oh, you know, it was it was it was it was good to watch. I think one of my favorite things, or like just something that I noticed. Just KRS uh, one's voice and like all the different, uh, what would you call it, like vocal inflictions and stuff that he was able to do, and you know, both of them still rapping fast and stuff. Um, I mean, Kane rapped faster, but we're gonna leave it at that. Yeah, he did, but um, it was it was it was good. I I mean, I don't know about people at home, but in the building, didn't really seem like people were keeping score necessarily nah i think i think the keeping score went out the window because like for a lot of people in there you you 
for those of us who grew up with Big Daddy Kane and KRS-One, they never battled, right? They were cool, right? Everybody was always talking about Kane and Rakim, right? Not too many people talked about Kane and KRS. And so to have like the Blastmaster KRS-One up there, the teacher, and then having the smooth operator Big Daddy Kane up there, you know what I mean? Like on the stage, you know, of course, beforehand, people was like, yo, they going to get, the Kane going to get washed and all that. I'm like, nah. Like, I mean, I think Joe Budden talked about this and how he was like, you know, KRS got like arena type songs, like a certain songs that just sound like good and in the arena. Mm-hmm. And people thought he Kane was going to get washed because of that. But the thing with Kane is he's still a lyricist. And so one of the things I was talking with, with Phil about was that after Kane did one of his freestyles mm-hmm. and KRS was supposed to go after, mm-hmm. K- KRS-One didn't. What do you mean? He, he was, he, it was almost like he was like, nah, I'm not going after that right now. He just went on with like the regular show because he was like, you wanted a freestyle, so it's going to go back to back. But he made, I think he made the right decision not to go right after that. You know what I'm saying? So, eh, whatever. And then, <laughs> and then, like, I, I was hyped when, you know, some of the people came out when Kane did Symphony and Juice Crew was there. I, I, I would have lost it if Coogee Rap came out, but Coogee Rap didn't come. But I also thought it was dope when Nights and Smooth came out, man. Like, so mm-hmm. that, like, for those of us who were rocking back then, that was bananas, man, to have them out there. That's, that, that, that's, that, that was dope, man. I got a little worried when <laughs> the dancers came out there, man. I mean, it's the so- dancers on KRS one side, man. Yeah, because he he yeah. had some of the original people up there. You know, he had like mm-hmm. pop map pop master. What y'all call them, breakers? Yeah, or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> whatever, man. No, but pop master fable was popping, pop locking, and so one of the originators. And so he, I mean, I don't know, he got to be like fifty something, close yeah, to man. sixty, out there still trying to do it. You know. I was I was hoping there wasn't like no freaking microphone wires or nothing <laughs> in the, it could have got ugly, man. Yeah. But I mean I, I just thought it was a uh, 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 dope energy. And and so then for me, like I'm like, all right, so I I'm there with w- one of my kids, my my son, who y- y'all had to listen to Kane in the cars and stuff like that, because I was listening to it. I think I probably even put Kane on your MP3 joint mm-hmm. when I was still giving y'all music to listen to. So Kane was on there. And then to see you like knowing some of the words, it's like, and then not only knowing some of the words, knowing some of the words, at a verses, live, not far from the stage, seeing them spitting it right on stage, man. That that, that joint was just crazy, man. I, like that was a that was a hip hop moment, man. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's a lot of talk about the old heads and the young young generation, but you know it, it was pretty cool seeing you know some of the OGs up there, you know, still doing the thing, you know, seeing Kane rap on a a, a newer beat with sharing locations. Um, yeah, it was it was cool. And I watched some uh, Fat Fat Joe his recap. <laughs> I saw Kane in there. Fat, Fat Joe's just a, a good storyteller, man. Yo, Fat Joe be extra, man. But yeah. Joper. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean the, the recap, you know, was good and, and having Kane come on was dope. And then your boy Joe Budden. Um He, he was on there? 
No, no, no. He didn't come on the oh. recap, but they, he, they talked about it on the show because in the beginning, he was like, yo, I can't watch. Like, it's too much. And then afterwards, like, people were hyped. Like, people who love hip-hop and call us old heads or whatever, but, like, to see the essence on, like, just on stage, like, pure emceeing, DJing, like, it, it just it just was dope to see. Um, it was it was it was a dope hip hop moment for me, and I'm and I'm good. And, and to top it off, like this is just like an excellent like hip hop year. So I'm going to this concert in December. That's up here. So it's DJ Jazzy Jeff is the DJ. It's mm-hmm. Slick Rick, EPMD, mm-hmm. KRS One, Rakim, and Big Daddy Kane in the same show. Like, what are they trying to do to me, man? What are they trying like hot like I ain't gonna be able to hold myself together, man. So, you know what I mean? Like I'm 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 good, man. Like if 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 I never saw another concert again, mm-hmm. I might. Yeah. I might. And you know, and <laughs> it was it was funny, or not funny. It was I don't know, funny, interesting, cool to seeing like uh you know, some some of the because I, I know how you get with Kane, but just seeing like how many other people were like that too, you know, I I didn't see many like as excited as you were. You know, <laughs> oh, he was like, "Come on, man!" Um, I knew the bars, man. Yeah, but you know, it it made it made me think. Hope hopefully, versus continues for a while, or even if they stop it after a certain amount of time, they bring it back in I don't know 10, 20 years, whatever. You know, cause I I could I could imagine myself being there. I don't know, rapping Cole or something, or freaking. I don't know. Even even some of the younger melodic people, like Future, like I don't know. It, it was it's just a cool thing to experience. Yeah. You know? So so you talked about J Cole, right? Yeah. You um sent me a clip from a concert you was at with Cole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So talk, talk, talk to me about this this Rolling Loud experience. Rolling Loud, um, Rolling Loud, NYC, uh, first time back at City Field since 2019. You know, uh, before the pandemic. But man, I, how should I start? I don't know. Um, you know, I went, I went with a group of friends, just and then just walking in. It was, it was, it felt nice to, you know, be back outside kind of because. And it was, it was literally outside, right? Yeah. Outside, literally outside. Um, but yeah, cause you know, I don't, I don't be a crazy party person or nothing like that. So this was like my first kind of like, I guess, big thing, uh, being back outside and everything. But man, who, let me see some of, before we get to. Hold on, hold on. Before, before we get to the lineup, like, so it's outside. No covering for y'all, right? You out there, whatever weather happens, happens. Oh yeah, right, yeah, yeah. And so they checked like vaccine status and stuff to get in. Yeah, okay. you, you either like when you first get there the first day, it was like a line of people who uh, had to get tested because you either had to present a negative test or um, show your vaccination card. Okay. So, you know, they they gave you like a little. You, you have your, like, wristband for the Rolling Loud, but then you have your wristband for um for the COVID vaccination. Okay. And you wear, you wear that throughout the weekend. And Wait, a, so you, a lot of... There were people getting tested there? Yeah. 
Or they were doing the rapid test? Um, I guess, for, yeah. For free? Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, But yeah, pe- people were getting tested. Um, you, you know, you go in, the way Rolling Loud is set up is three different stages. Um, and it's like some of the smaller acts first, and then the later in the day gets the bigger acts come out. So who did I see the first day? Um... I saw BFB, uh, the Pac-Man. Bro, I don't know. Who I don't that know is. who the hell that is. Um, he's he's a he's he's a I don't. Well, he calls himself that. He's like a a fat rapper. Okay. You know, no no disrespect, but he he's like a funny guy. Okay. Um, and you know he has a couple popular songs. So and I knew who he was, so that was cool seeing him. And I saw this dude, uh, Nick Caution, who's with uh Pro Era with Joey, Joey Badass. Yeah, I know Nick Caution. He he was good. I, I I haven't heard him, but he was he was pretty good. Um, anyone else throughout the day? First day, I saw Dave Beast. Dave I East? saw, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I don't like. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm not the biggest fan, but it was cool. Um, saw Dave East. Saw Young and May. I'm a bigger fan of Young and May. Um, I was supposed to see Fetty Wap, but uh, he, he got arrested. Didn't he there. get caught up like with heroin charges and all that stuff. Yeah, and fentanyl. Yeah, um, yeah. So he he wasn't he wasn't there to perform. I saw Joey after that. Joey had a really good performance. Joey bad. Yeah. Okay. He had a really good performance. Um, then I saw Polo G. Polo you know, G. <laughs> shout out to Polo G. He had a pretty good performance. And then after that, um, Wait, this was, this all in the same day. Same day. Bro. 40 42 Doug, Moneybag Yo, Gunna, you know, Gunna's a favorite. Um, shout out to Gunna. Um Yo, all right, hold on, hold on, hold on. So are they, they are they all they performing on different stages? Like it's two stages? It's three. Three stages. So, so everyone I named the first day was between two stages. I didn't go to one of the stages the first day at all. Um but yeah, then it was Gunna. Gunna was great, you know, shout out Gunna. And then it's Gucci. You know, I'm not the biggest Gucci person, but I knew a few songs. And then the last performance after that was supposed to be Lil Dirt. But and so we're waiting. You know, Gucci had a pretty long set. Um uh <laughs> but yeah, so we're so we're waiting for dirt, you know, the 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 time comes and like his drummers out there, I think his piano or guitar person was out there. The DJ was out there, but then he never showed up. Dirk never showed up. Yeah. So we, we people were waiting like an hour and then we just left. Um, but even after like Roland Loud didn't say anything, he didn't say anything on social. So I don't know. It's just weird. I don't know what happened, but uh, it was unfortunate. We didn't get to see Dirk because we uh the group I was with, we were choosing between Lil Dirk or 50. Oh and man, then, you go 50, man. Nah, but I, I've never <laughs> seen I, I've never seen Dirk. And you know, I, I was down to go to either one. But then of course the, the whole time we're because the stages are far apart, but you can still kind of see like what's going on because they have these huge screens. Yeah. So everybody's feet hurting. We sit in there waiting for Dirk and we see <laughs> you, you look over at 50. You could kind of hear some of the music. He brings out freaking ASAP Rocky. See? Yeah, a man. Boogie. You go with 50, man. He he brought the baby out. And even after we we left uh, Dirk after people was tired of waiting, he was still going. 
Um, so yeah, that that was a little regret that I had. Yeah, like after after a couple, like twenty minutes, nah, man, you gotta go, bro. Nah, but people people be late sometimes. So we we thought they were just gonna cut the set short, but um, man, it's it's up because it's like you're, you're waiting. You might be a little cold. Now the first day wasn't that cold actually, but you just waiting. Your your legs, your feet hurt. Uh, you've been standing for mad long, and then at the next stage, you see fireworks and flames <laughs> going up in the air. Yeah, man. and you're like, man, yo, but all right. What how, what's the bathroom situation, bro? If you out there, what time you got out there? Uh, and this is the first day. First day opened up at one. All right, I think. And it was over at what time? Uh, the curfew was like ten. Nothing went past ten. So so all right. So that's like nine hours or whatever. What what's the, what's the bathroom situation? They got different in different sections of the whole because it's like rolling out takes place at the city field parking lot. Yeah. So it's a huge space, and they got a bunch of porta potties everywhere. They got for for the people who bought like the extra, uh, the more expensive tickets. They got their own special bathroom situation. You ain't have the. You, yeah. you didn't have the special bathroom. You had to pee with the commoners. No. I I <laughs> I don't think I went to the bathroom. Yo, how you not go to the bathroom in nine hours, man? Bro, I don't, I don't know. I'm young. I don't oh, I don't, on, I don't know, man. man. But yeah, I, I was dehi- showing you dehydrated, waiting for Dirk. I'm about to pass out because you ain't drink no water, and you ain't. No, Dirk. no. I mean, I, I mean, I made sure to go before I went. Made sure to drink my water because the water situation. They have water that you can go fill up at any time, like especially because you're allowed to bring your own bottles or anything. But if you're waiting for someone, you don't want to leave the crowd and not be able to get as close as you were. So you know, you got to thug it out, bro. Um, so, but so, yeah, if, what, if you had to, there's plenty of bathrooms. Yeah, but, sure, yeah. yeah. So, all right, what, what's the second day? Well, how many days were you there? Three. All right, so what's the second day? Second day, I'm going to try to go through this quick. Um, I think we got there a little later the second day. Um, I saw, uh, who did I see? I saw, I saw uh, Luke. Who? Uh, Luke from Dreamville. Okay. Um. He did pretty good. As I knew a couple songs. That's the truth. Said Luke from Two Two Live Crew. No, um, I saw Kaz from Dreamville. Um, he was good, and I think we was like chilling. We went get something to eat. Saw Two Two G's. He's a uh, he's a drill rapper. Two Two G's. Didn't, I don't know who the hell that is. I didn't see uh, Moray. Yo, why you ain't go see Moray, bro? You hating, bro, man? Cause I, I thought I thought Cole was gonna bring him out, but he didn't end up bringing him Come out. Come on, man. Um, but it it is what it is, man. I saw. Um, I don't know if you know who this is, Shansia. Um, she she was on the Kanye project. Yeah. Uh, she's a Jamaican artist. Okay. You know, good performance. Good performance. <laughs> um, and then after that, I saw that. Yeah, I saw Wale. Uh, I saw okay. Rick Ross. They were both good. I saw Yachty. Yo, you know, Wale shouted out Salehi on the song, I think. Oh. I think it was Wale. He got a song called New Balance. I wouldn't be surprised. That yeah. sounds up Wale's alley. Yeah. Um, but yeah, saw Rick Ross, Wale, Lil Rick Yachty. Rick Ross, okay. Yeah. Rick Ross, you know, shout Ooh. out Ross. It's pretty good. Uh, and then we had to go to the next stage and Kodak was there. Um, he brought out Yachty, and then he brought out uh, French Montana, 
and Ski Mask. Uh, shout out Ski Mask. Um, and then after that, it was J. Cole. Wait, on the second day? Uh, yeah, second day. On the second day, it was J. Cole. Um, at this at this point, the people I was with, um, they wanted, I think they they wanted to go see Chief Keith because he was performing too, uh, at a similar time. So, waiting for J. Cole, they they left like during Kodak, um, but waiting for J. Cole, I was all by myself, and I was kind of happy. Why? Because, you know, it was it was um, I went with a group of friends, but some people who I had uh, just met, and you know. I'm a, I'm a big J. Cole fan, so I didn't want to get too crazy, you know, look too crazy or nothing. Um, so, so I was happy about that. Um, you know, you, you ain't want to look too crazy about what, man? Like fans, singing songs? Man. Yeah, just what, you know, you, you gonna <laughs> scream and throw your drawers on the stage? What do you mean crazy? Right. I'm gonna I'm tell you what happened. Um, but yeah, so I was waiting. You know, you you kind of every everybody there once you're waiting, everybody's tired. Um, so you kind of, you know, you have some like conversations and stuff, but they're setting up the stage, we're waiting, and he comes out on time. Um, man, <laughs> Jay, out of I've been I've been to a J Cole concert. I went to the KOD tour at uh, Madison Square Garden. Um, I've been to a couple of other concerts. I've been to a previous Rolling Loud, but this man, this this was crazy. So <laughs> I. I think as soon as he comes out, uh, maybe a little before it starts raining lightly, and you're like, oh, man, I didn't have no poncho or nothing, but I was wearing a hoodie. But um, he comes out to 95 South, I'm pretty sure. Oh, man. So, yeah, he comes out to that. Cam, Cam was there? <laughs> no, no, okay, okay. he wasn't. But, man, when when he came out, I don't, I don't know, man. That just, like every, of course, everybody went crazy. You know, you're singing along to the song, and then you get to the, you get to the little John part of the song. You know, put your heart up. All yeah. that. Everybody's going crazy, jumping up and down. And the good thing, the best thing, um, what made this probably well, easily the best performance for me. At Rolling Loud, usually people are like mosh pitting and stuff. And you know, if you, if you don't want to do that, you kind of stay away to the side. But with Cole, everybody was jumping up and down. I mean, like everybody. Yeah. You know, I was my feet was hurt, my legs was hurt, and I wasn't planning on it. But literally, everyone around you was jumping up and down. But nobody's like moshing or anything. It's just a calm, like up and down. You know, you're having a good time. So. It, it was like a peaceful you uh mosh pit in unison kind of so it was kind of cool um and you know he, he kept doing his thing did a couple couple songs you know um what were my favorite uh what's that joint called i don't Why know can't I think of it uh 2014 forest hill drive oh a tale of two cities oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. that joint went crazy <laughs> so it, it went crazy when I saw him at MSG too, but it was just different. When the beat drops, you know, hands in the that joint goes crazy. Um, he brought Boss out, uh, JID. I think Loot was out. Yeah, he brought Loot out, and it was it was good. You know, they they did like a, a fan interaction joint with Boss. You know, and J Cole. They were going from left to right side uh, when they played the Jackie. It was it was, it was just. 
it was crazy you know he he did he did some of the old joints some of the classic joints um and i think the 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 best moment from the performance i think it was was it i think it was the last song he did middle child and i, mm. I wasn't expecting that because you know i like middle child but that's not uh, it's it's like I don't know. It's but, not but, as classic yet. Since yeah, it's but more it, but but it makes it make to me. Middle child makes sense in that space. Yeah, because man, I I, I was like afterwards, I was upset that I didn't record it, but I was happy at the same time. Because you know, like you're there, you don't want to record everything. You want to experience it yeah. while you're there. Yeah. But man, when you know you get through the first half of the record and then. When like the beat drop and what is it the bridge or whatever, that joint went crazy. Every because you know they say put your lights up in the sky. Everybody had their joint in the sky. It was pouring rain. That joint felt like a movie. You know everybody every everybody's jumping. You see all these lights. It it was it was like time kind of slowed down. In that yeah, see that's that's hip hop man. That's to me that's the beauty of hip hop man. You know, and in that that, space, that, man. that that joint was lit. You know, people people started to leave. Um, what during the performance? Then, no, it oh. was. It, it seemed like he he was done, um, but he he played uh, "Hunger on the Hillside" on the way out um, from the off season. The only problem I had, I saw him like on tour. He was performing uh, "Back to the Topic" from Friday Night Lights, yeah, which yeah. is. Which is a kind of like an OG song, if you know Cole, and that's one. That's probably a top five Cole song of mine. And he didn't do it. I understand why he didn't, because at Rolling Loud, it's like you know you have a lot of Cole fans, but at the same time, it's a lot of casual fans who just want to see him perform. So I I get why he didn't do it, but I, I wish he performed that. Did he do Lights Please? No. Oh man, he did uh, Power Trip, Workout. Uh, okay. Did he do Wet Dreams? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. So so that's the second day. Yeah. And the last day, I'll go through it quick. Uh, who did I see? I think we got there kind of later again. Um, I saw Coyle Ray. Coyle? No. Um, okay, I don't care. Okay, you saw Coyle Ray. Coyle Ray. She, 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 she was cool. Um, it, it was straight. Um, then I saw Young Dolph. He was cool. Uh, Fabio Foreign. Fabio Foreign. If Man. he stood next to me and had a conversation with me, I wouldn't know who he was. Well, the the, the people there knew who he was. I'm that, sure. His his performance. Uh, I th- I think it was one of the craziest performances of the weekend. Um, because you know it's that drill stuff that makes you want to you know kind of go crazy. Everybody jumping up and down. It was that was one of the more hectic ones where you know people's pushing and stuff. Um. But that was a good performance. And then it was the same thing with ASAP Ferg, who was ASAP right after him. Ferg, okay. Um, this was on the same stage. Uh I don't think so. I All think right. he had a do-rag on. But yeah, Ferg was good. And I think, yeah, I think this whole day I kind of stayed at the same stage. This is all the same stage. Uh Lil TJ was after him. And then I think probably my second favorite performance, Roddy Rich was after him. Roddy Rich. Yeah, I mess with Roddy Rich. Roddy Rich, you know he. I think he had. Did he do my outside? <laughs> Yo, what? He, late well, at night. I like that joint. And the other joint, um, him and Lil Baby. Balling. 
No. Him Drip so him and Lil, I mean the whole no, that's, that's Gunna. Gunna. That's Gunna and Lil Lady. Did Gunna man. do that joint? Yeah, he did. He did. Um All right. But yeah, uh Roddy was there. I think besides Cole and he might have had a better set or like like stage setup than Cole. I don't know. Um nah Cole had the hoop on fire. But outside of him and Travis, he had uh the best stage setup. You know, Travis, it was like Ella, who? Scott. Travis Scott was there? Yeah, he, he was after Roddy. Okay. Um Do you but, know Travis uh, Scott music? Yeah, I do. Like for um, me, I'm like, yo, how did he get so famous? Like I actually well, how well, is well, Travis? We'll, we'll, okay. we'll talk about that. Okay. Um yeah, but Roddy Rich, I um I'm a big fan of Roddy Rich. I knew probably probably all or most of the songs he performed. Great performance, you know, live. He was doing live vocals. You know, he had some dancers come out. It was it was it was a good overall performance. The only thing, and I think this was the low, the low, like the worst. Not it wasn't like dramatic or anything, but the worst part of Rolling Loud, uh, the time the time was getting short, but. Uh, I think he had just done balling, but they cut his set right before he did the box. Ah, and he he ended. They he went backstage, and I guess he told them to let him perform it because he ended up coming back out. But it was just like, like I I get I get the time thing. You got Travis Scott, who's probably the biggest. If if you're not if it's not Cole, um, the biggest performer performer there, but. It's like the principle. You you kind of got to let him do that. And afterwards, you know, he performed it, but he was like, "Yo, rolling loud, make some noise. This might be the last time y'all see me here." Because <laughs> they cut Cause the joint. It, it like it, stuff like that. I I don't I don't get how you messed. Like you you don't skip the box. Yeah, that's that was just crazy. Um, that was disappointing. But he performed it. He performed it well. But that was you know could have been very avoidable. Because Travis Scott still ended up coming out on time. Um, yeah. So Travis, Travis Scott. You're listening to Bridge the Gap Podcast with Dr. Don and Khalif, a father and son, bridging the gap, one conversation at a time. How is Travis Scott so famous? Like, I, it's like, I've always heard his name. And then one day I was in the, in the grocery store and I saw him on a box of cereal, right? Yeah. And I'm like, yo. How is this dude on cereal? Like, what? Where, where then, you, but, but yeah, like I said, like, I'm not in the mix. And then I see him, like, with the documentary, and I see mad people at his, one of his, like, shows outside somewhere. I'm like, yo, who is, like, how is he this famous? Yeah. Um, huh. Outside of Drake, I'd probably say Travis Scott is probably, probably the second most popular rapper. Yeah, so uh, the, maybe, like, maybe Kendrick. Nah, but. In in term in terms of marketing everything, Travis Scott is right under Drake uh, for me. Um, Yo, how- but that's that's the thing that's like that that's so shocking to me is that like everybody knows Drake, right? Everybody. Yeah. And then when I think of Travis Scott, I mean I know the name, but I'm like, yo, how is he this? Fa-? Like I'm seeing videos. Everybody of him knows Travis Scott opening too, up man. the basketball court, like mad secure, like people trying to get at yeah. him. I'm like, yo, yeah, Travis Scott. I mean, Tra- Travis Scott got a lot of the, like the, the 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 little kids, the uh, you know the, the suburban kids. It's like a lot of white um, kids who who yeah, be feeling yeah, yeah. Travis Scott. Yeah, um, but yeah, uh, Travis Tra- Travis Scott has a classic album. 
Yeah, okay. So I'm going to have to listen to more of his stuff. So I, no, I brought this up in my class. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to hear it. Like, okay. so, so I brought it up in my class, and like, so some of my students were telling me about Astro World. Mm-hmm. And I got some... some I say that might be a classic, too. So some of the people Eventually. In, in, in the class are suburban white kids. Mm-hmm. But some of them are hip-hop heads. And we're like, yo, mm-hmm. they were getting so upset at people who were just going to the, to the concert because they bought tickets for like $1,200 or whatever to be at this joint. Mm-hmm. And they just was, you know, snapping or, you know, taking videos and, and flicks just so people can know that they were there. They don't know the music. But it was just about them being there and in that and in that space. Um, so I'm just like, yo, I just like, yo, how did this dude like just slip under my radar and just be mad famous? Yeah, but uh, I I don't know. He but he he's there obviously. Um, he he I'd probably say easily he had the biggest performance at Rolling Loud, like the most people there. Um, I was I was there, but I had. I, I had to leave after like the second or third song. Why? Because Travis Scott fans get crazy. Oh. And like, if there was one artist who you would say like their music is specifically for going crazy and mosh pitting, it'd be him or Playboy Cardi. Okay. Um, who was also there. But yeah. Travis, the Travis joint was crazy. Like pe- people were jumping around crazy. Like, People stepping on your feet, like you you can't really move. That, that so how did you get out? It was a struggle because, like, if if I was there by myself, I probably would have uh, I probably would have been fine if I if I wanted to stay. Um, but you know, I, I was with people. I was with uh, two two uh, girls, and they they're like short and smaller. Um, so it was, it was it was hard trying to like stay with stay with the people you're there with. That's like one of the hardest things that rolling loud if people are going crazy trying to stay with your group. Yeah. And so you we literally had to fight our way out of there. Not like uh, throwing punches or nothing, but you're like pushing people. You're telling people to go. People don't make sense because if you let us out, it allows you to go closer. Yeah. But you know people don't want to let anyone out people are sweating people i'm sure people were passing out it was crazy um i I thought i lost the people i was with because i was just pushing my way through people um but yeah we 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 made it out it was was pretty crazy um but it, it seemed like he had a great performance i was watching watching from a distance um but yeah that was that was pretty much rolling loud man Crazy. Yeah, I, crazy I, experience. I, I just hope, you know, when you like seeing like all the people outside right now, I know people are vaccinated, I know people are getting tested, but it's still nerve wracking. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like just seeing mad people in the space. Yeah, man. But I don't I don't know, man. So all right, man. So all right, we, we since we're on concerts, I mean right. might as well just stay on concerts and talk about it, right? So like I was telling you that today when I was driving home from picking up your brother from practice, you know, there was a, you know, a commercial on the radio about a concert that's coming up here. Um, it's going to be at the Toyota Oakdale Theater or whatever they call it. I don't know. Oakdale Theater. And it's the baby. He's, he's on tour. And so I was like, wait, the baby a little bit. That's like, oh, the baby. He's 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 out in these streets again performing. So. All right. 
you know, people people got short memories or whatever, or people forgave them or something, or I mean, I don't know. So what's the word on your youth streets? Um, so yeah, the baby, um, he's performing again, like I said. Uh 50 brought him out at Rolling Loud. Um how you know? <laughs> uh, well, I was watching waiting for Dirk. Um but yeah, he the, the baby's back. Uh the tour, uh, I guess kind of ironically is sponsored by uh or is put together by Rolling Loud, which is where he got in trouble the first time. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, it, it's it's just been interesting seeing how it kind of comes came back together. Um, cause the day the tour was announced, the headline from TMZ was um CEO of a certain uh LGBTQ uh organization kind of I don't I don't I don't know if it was if they like signed off saying yes he can do this but that's what people were trying to make it seem like. I don't know if it was just like, oh yeah, that's that's cool with us. Uh, he could perform. I mean, but but I don't. I, are, but. I mean, they probably didn't sign off on it. Like literally, I mean, did they sign off of like, yeah, you know, he did whatever. He met with the community. We educated him, blah, blah, blah. Now he's out there. That's what all we wanted. Um, Look, I, I, I don't know what, because, because, after after that article came out, the person who uh who was the CEO of the um of the organization came out and said that she was misquoted or whatever. But uh she did say that I'm pretty sure that they're cool with the baby performing. Now, people well, I was listening to the Joe Budden podcast and they had a big problem with like the sign off? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I I'm I'm gonna just take that take it with a grain of salt because I don't know if they literally signed off or if he. I don't. Yeah, I think but, I think like the, it must have been like some endorsement, right? So it's this thing that okay, and this is what they'll do. They'll be like, all right, if people are upset that he's performing again, people are like, well, you know, this organization said they were cool with it and they understand, so that that's our get out of jail free card. The other piece is, yo. What people were probably upset about, and I don't, I don't know what Joe and them said, but like, who are you to be in my be just trying to stop my pockets? Exactly, and that's that's what they were upset about. It was like the p they 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 were saying that like the people from that community were like uh tr- kind of using it as like a a warning to to other rappers. Um, people, uh, if there's a Definitely, if if you look at it, it's, you could get a race aspect from it. Um, you just kind of remembering or reminding someone like, yo, if you mess up or if you say something we don't like, we can stop all of it. And that's kind of crazy. Yeah. I mean, to, I think some people will argue that it's extremely problematic. Like that you like Like, you don't have to agree. And the way you disagree is... Not you, supporting you, you don't him. you don't support it like you know that's like you know somebody rolling up in your job telling you what you can and cannot do like like we live in a country where you can say what you want to say to the, to a certain point and you deal with the consequences but nobody want nobody rolling up in your job telling you what you can and cannot do or whether or not you can perform whether or not you pass the test that they've put out there for you I think that's where people would have a lot of difficulty with it um 
and and related to that, <laughs> yo, Dave Chappelle is is still standing and 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 holding his ground on on his situation, right? Because I, I saw this clip of him at some performance saying like he's willing to meet with the community. Um, I'm not sure if he's talking about just the, the, the entire LGBTQ plus community or if he's just talking about specifically trans identified people um, that he's willing to meet with them. But he's not talking to anybody unless they've seen the show from beginning to end and, and engaging mm-hmm. in that conversation. He's like, he'll meet with you. Right. And so, you know, people are talking about that because and then he's talking about like the documentary that like a lot of these music festivals that had invited him now, all of a sudden, you know, they're disinviting him. But of course, that that's just helping his 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 message get out there right because like when he's he's trying to you know screen the documentary those tickets are ridiculous the prices that people are willing to pay to go there and 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 support right because people feel that he should have the freedom to say what he wants people um are, are really holding on to that piece and and related to that the funny thing it, it's not funny like the, the fact that he doesn't care when he is an announcing Jay-Z at the Hall of Fame, did you see it? Mm-hmm. Wait, wait, what? Chapp- no, so, I didn't. I didn't see what he said. So Chappelle, like, he brings out the papers, like, you know, first of all, I would like to apologize. He's like, man, and then he gets in and goes in into his joint talking about, um, you know, Jay. But I'll be interested in seeing where this thing with the closer goes and what happens with this documentary that he wants people to see if if we learn something new. Yeah, man. And it, uh, just going back to the baby thing real quick, it's just one, I, I think outside of like the control that people had over him, that's obviously like the biggest uh, problem with it. I think what he did is how you're supposed to go about it. Not initially when he was kind of like fighting back to what people were saying, but you know, he met with a bunch of these uh, organizations uh, when, like, the people who from these organizations who gave the report were saying, you know, the whole time he was attentive, he was learning, he was understanding. And I, I that's how it should be. If, like, it's a, it's, minus, it's a teachable moment. Yeah. Minus the cutoff of uh, some someone's uh, ability to feed their family. I think that's how it should go because, you know, he made a mistake. And if you, if you really listen to the clips, it's not a a statement. Like he, he's trying to do like the whole crowd engagement thing. Um, I didn't think that it was like his goal was to be hateful. Um, The things he said, uh, the, the idea behind those statements come uh, probably derived from a hateful place, but he was just saying stuff out of the ignorance and, yeah, you know, I, I, and I think, well, I think there's a, a thin line, right? Like, I, I can never say what I don't know what his intent is. The only thing that we can see is what the impact was, right? I don't know what his intent was. Only he can say what his intent was, right? But we we, we deal with the impact of of what happened, and like like people have said, people don't know about all of this stuff. Like when you say he's speaking from like a, a place of ignorance and everyone can be, Oh, well, there's Google and like, but everybody's not li- looking up this stuff. Everybody's not yeah. in spaces where they're having conversations. Um, and then people are like, Oh, would you say that if it was about race? Absolutely. I'd do that, you know, for a living. Right. It, as, as a chief diversity officer for an institution, you have students who say stupid stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. And again, I can't talk about the intent, 
but I understand where a lot of people are development developmentally, and I don't assume them to have the same knowledge of these issues of oppression and race and racism or sexism and homophobia that I have after doing all of these years of research and being engaged in the work, right? I don't assume that everyone has that same amount of knowledge on it. And so people are going to screw up. And I think you have to give people opportunities to learn and to grow. Like that, that's what I think that everyone is due, mm-hmm. in my humble opinion. Man. And once again, it's, it's, it's just sick how, obviously what he said was wrong, but it's sick how, um, you know, people who aren't even necessarily attached to hit the hip hop culture, because obviously there are uh, people of all, all types of fans of hip hop, but the people who are, you know, who are, who are really like canceling the shows and like uh, the people who are the heads of these organizations, they're not listening to the baby. They, they, they're not going to his performances. Um, so the fact that you can be like, outside of whatever is happening and just pull those strings to be like you can't uh perform for your fans no more you can't make money uh well you you really can't make money uh i'm sure i'm sure not too many av or uh, like brands are willing to work with him or were willing to work with him um i'm sure he wasn't doing any show so his money, his ability to make money is limited. And I think that's crazy how you can be outside of something and still pull those strings with, you know, just to uh, kind of make a point, it, it feels like. Yeah, and part of it, you know, is it is it pulling strings or the people who are in control and can disinvite them, like if it comes down to like they don't want their money messed up, right? And do they really care? Probably not, right? they're going to support whatever's going to make them money. That, that, mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's what it, that's what it comes down to, man. Um, and so as, I mean, before, I mean, we wanted to get to this other topic before we close. Now you, you, you said you wanted to discuss Jada and Will. Yeah. I know yeah, Will, yeah, Will, yeah. Will got a, a book coming out, you know, mm-hmm. um, I, I pre-ordered a copy. Um, like he, yeah, he's, he's I'm, a, I'm actually interested in uh, getting the book. He, he's he's actually somebody I would love to meet. Yeah, like I would love Will, to meet Will Smith. Well, Will Smith is a, you know, he's he's one of those like that's just Will Smith. You know, it's like uh, similar to like Snoop Dogg or yeah. you know someone someone like that. Um, but that's Will Smith. Um, but yeah, I, I wanted to talk about it. I'm sure most people heard about everything that was happening. What? Um, what but, recently? Yeah. What what happened recently? Um, Jada, you know, she was doing a red table talk. She was uh I saw uh, which which one was it the red table talk with Gwyneth Paltrow? Yeah. Shout out to Gwyneth Paltrow. You know, I'm a big Iron Man fan, so that's Pepper um from Iron Man. But um yeah, so they, they she she has a new Netflix show coming out and I don't they, they talk about uh I think relationships, uh sex and stuff, but they they, they were talking about that stuff. And one, it was it was just. Uh, I mean, I, I listened to it. Watch. I don't remember what she said. I mean, because I was I was cleaning up. I just had it playing okay. on my phone. So so when I first saw the headline, I was like, oh, she's saying something again. And I clicked the article, and I read what she said, and I was like, yo, this isn't even like she didn't even really say anything. But then I watched the video. Okay, I saw the video. Well, no, I wasn't watching. I, I had it playing. I saw pieces of it. But and, like, I, I heard okay. the whole, it was like, a th- it was only a 30, like 33 minute video. 
yeah um but even like she she technically didn't say anything too crazy okay she didn't especially not like with the entanglement stuff so but, but so, I, what, what's I, the, I think, so what was the issue then i think one people have an issue of this is several times now where jada's like putting will in not the best light not the best situation but what but what did she say I, i'm okay. trying to recall what she said that was problematic bro she she was she was she was talking about um you know uh, some some problems that she had to work through in the bedroom and stuff like that and she wasn't like she wasn't saying anything bad necessarily but just before she uh, said what uh, everybody was talking about, because she technically didn't say Will when she uh, was talking about uh, that, but it, she she before she said the main thing, she had just got done uh, mentioning her and Will, and so the implication that she was talking about Will was kind of obvious. I know, but what did she say? Is what I'm saying. <laughs> okay, bro. Let me see. I don't like. That's what I'm saying. Like I was listening to the joint. And I was like, I don't, no, nothing that I heard caused any alarm for me. And then so when I heard people talking about, yo, she got him out here looking crazy again. I'm like, yo, what, like, what did she say that had him out there looking crazy? And then the other part is like, you, I mean, th that's the whole premise of the the red table. No, 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 no. To be out that, there talking that's, your that's, talk. That's where I disagree though. That, that, that is the premise to, you know. Talk, talk your talk, you know, uh, yeah, it's like the person, the personal conversations, the deep conversations. Yeah. But it's and, like and people be dishing their own dirt. I, I don't know how to, it's like she's kind of embarrassing him, but he, he, he never said anything. But I think a lot of people feel like she's just saying too much. Like there's certain things that the public shouldn't necessarily know. Yo, but that but that see, that's us placing judgment on it. Like if that's what they do and it's good for them. Like who are we to say that it's too much? Yes, and that and that's right. But the 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 thing is, do you think that you would like let's let's say you're will in this situation and you I'm do will. have a pop and you do have a problem with what she's saying? How how do you how do you express that? Because you know it's a successful show. That's a like yeah. you said. That's kind of like the premise of the yeah, show. But I'm saying so. Yeah, and, and it's their their relationship, and so it's not on us to be the measuring stick for what's too much that's on them and so if will has a problem with what she's saying will i'm assuming would go to her and be like hey babe like i, I mean i know you got the show i mean some of the stuff he's like, I, I was he could say yeah, i was really i was a little triggered by that or like yo um that that one was a lot for me and then they, they could they could talk that out but that to me that's on them and then you know the next week if if they talked it out aired it out and came to a better place she can be like hey y'all you know will and i had a talk and i was out there saying some stuff yeah. and, you know, whatever. but but, but so, I and, and so if 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 they can be on there and talking about an entanglement then everything no, else but the, what no else? that's that's why people were even more upset with this because um I was watching a reaction video to the Red Table Talk video, the recent one. But before the people I was watching reacted to that, they reacted to the entanglement video. And I I went back to that video. Uh -huh. That joint is insane, bro. <laughs> that joint is insane. Like Will had to pull teeth trying trying to get her to, you know, say, to say what, what happened. It was. 
one, he didn't look like he wanted to be there. Everybody knows the meme of him with the crazy the, red, like, eyes, red eyes, looking yeah. like he's about to. Bro, I th- I think that's real. I think he did not want to deal with that situation because obviously they know what's going on between them. But it's the fact that yo, whoever you were messing with, couldn't keep it under wraps like the people that I'm messing with. So that's that's a. It, that seemed like a problem. So wait, just, hold on, hold on. So you think Will mess with people? What? He, they 1,000% are. Okay. I, I'm pretty sure it's been confirmed. Okay. But like, you know, it's... But my, it, so that's my thing. Like, again, if they could talk on, on at the no, table no, about an no. entanglement. But okay, it, it depends on how you look at that conversation. To me, that conversation was not a conversation that wanted to be had. It was just a conversation that that was the biggest thing happening for like a week and they had to address it. But when they addressed it, the, the, the way that Will had to pull T to Jada, what did you do? What happened? Fam. <laughs> and then, and then she said, it was an no, entanglement. No, 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 no. She didn't just say it was no. She said, you know, um, I had a little entanglement with, with August an entanglement. Yeah, I you you know how people talk about gaslighting. Mm-hmm. I I view that as kind of like gaslighting because everyone knows what happened. Everyone knows that they had some type of relationship or affair, whatever you want to call it. The fact that you pulled out the word entanglement, <laughs> yeah, to I, I, to yo. describe what happened, that's insane to me. And then and then. And then because she did it for a reason, she, you know, she was trying to, she, she, she used a word that like kind of puts it in a gray area. You know, I had an entanglement with August and then it was like an entanglement. And then he has to pull teeth to get her to say what really happened. So I think that image uh, stuck in people's heads. And it's like what she said now, it's like, she didn't say anything bad, but it's like, you're, you're kind of putting him in a bad light or it's like, I don't, I don't know, because it depends on how you interpret what she said. You know, you know, it was like he wasn't he wasn't doing the right. Th- it put it puts him in a bad Yo, light. Bro, if, if she's saying that he wasn't doing the thing that she is the stuff that she found pleasurable at that time. OK, like he bro, that I, one, I, I think I think every not everyone, but I think. Most people haven't been in that comp- in that situation where the their whole business is out there. Yeah. So 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 it's easy to say. Well, I, I mean, but man, I I personally, I I have no way of knowing. But I I don't I don't think Will was just all happy and dandy with with all these continuous times that he's in the headlines in a not so positive light Bro. because of what Jada said on the show. Yo. None, Will, none of us know, but yeah, I, I just think I just think I Will, wouldn't want to be in that situation. Will knows what it is, man. Like nah. I, I honestly, I honestly believe he he knows what it is, and no, bro, if, I he, would, if he didn't want to be a part of it, no, no, I don't, I don't think so, yeah, bro. I, it it is what it is, but once again, that entanglement, he did not want. To, it seemed like he did not want to be there. It, it seemed like he was like, yo. Your mess got us into the situation. I don't have to sit here with you. And you you have to, you you are like using these words and making me pull it out of you what happened when you were the one who put us in this situation. But I, I don't know. 
Yo, I look. I could very easily see Will having a problem with him being a headlines continuous times. Possibly, but like, yo, he knows what it is. He he Maybe. knows what it, he he knows what it is, and and that's they they be out there talking about their relationship. So I mean, I I mean, what works for them don't work for everybody. Like I I don't but man, I don't need all my stuff out in the street. But yeah, but yeah, but even like if you look on the flip side, he's he's been promoting uh, his book. He hasn't from what I, he hasn't said nothing about Jada for real. I don't think. Um, maybe maybe he has, but nothing that's gone viral. He said. Uh, pe- people thought he was talking about Jada, but uh, he was talking about he had like an affair with uh, an actress in a film because uh, he was method acting. He actually uh, fell in love with her or whatever, but that was during his first marriage. Yeah. So I don't know, man. It's it's, it's just like, yo, J- Jada Wallen, but we'll be chilling. We'll be holding it down. I don't know. I mean, none of us knows what happens behind closed doors, so it's all speculation, but yeah, I, 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 if I, I was in that situation, I'd be annoyed. I, I don't think she's doing it without like without his uh, not not that he's approving it, but I mean, I think they they gotta they, they have to have some type of an agreement, yo. Uh, to, to put the stuff out there and go from there, you're making money off of it, just like, you know, Jay and and Beyonce, like they, yeah, for, but for him, know, to, for her to write that, what, she probably let him know. Look, I'm I'm writing this. He wrote 444, letting him know what it is. Well, yeah, but Jay Z was in the wrong. Jay Z was the one who embarrassed her, and then she, you know, she, yeah, but, but it's it's been one way with uh, Jada and Will. I don't I don't know, man. Ain't I mean, look, it it ain't for everybody. It ain't for everybody, man. Yeah. But yo, man, as we wrap. Like I said, like this was a heavily hip hop live performance discussion, man. Hip hop started out in the streets. That's where it will remain, even though it's in arenas now, man. But yo, it was some true hip hop performances. The energy was there. It just was dope. I don't know if I have it in me to be jumping out up and down in the rain, though, man. Yeah. And uh, real quick, 30 seconds. Speaking of uh, hip hop and rap, shout out to. Uh, Drake smacking URL with the whole battle rap scene, you know, uh, the same weekend that I was at Rolling Loud, there was a battle rap event that Drake uh, was responsible for, you know, he picked all the matchups out and he collaborated and it put battle rap in, you know, a, a new level, a new height in a, in a good light and shout out Surf, you know, he's been killing. Sue Surf? Yeah, that's my dude. Where he from? Jersey. Oh, okay. Dang. Okay. Shout out to Clips. Shout out to Clips too. He's from Harlem. Okay, good. I was about to say, ain't nobody yeah, yeah, from Harlem yeah. killing it out there, man. Yeah, but Harlem. And yo, before I end, yo, I, I saw some video um, of a fire in Harlem near um, 135th and Lennox. It looked mm. like you know some of the restaurants and, and stores that were there in the neighborhood. Um, I mean, I don't know if it was done intentionally, but people think it's a part of some like gentrification and trying to get people out whatever but you know hopefully the people who who lost um their, their items hopefully no no life no lives were lost shout out to harlem old harlem to all the people who trying to keep the spirit alive um and nothing but love for you you know what it is it thank is. you for listening to the bridge the gap podcast subscribe give a five-star review and tell a friend to tell a friend now nah, i mean turn it up turn it up